Hey, hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to season five. Welcome to the fifth season premiere of Media Boat Podcast. Yes, this is premiere, right? Pilot yes. episode? We love to be, uh, you know, silly and call... Uh, uh, call I'll call our uh, years seasons, but really what this means is that this is the fifth year. We're starting our fifth year of doing the Media Boat Podcast. We started this humbly back in twenty, the end of twenty fifteen. Then uh, yes, our first episode <laughs> was twenty fifteen recap. Yeah, just to see if we could talk for an hour, not get bored of ourselves. And so far, we haven't stopped. We've given you a podcast almost every week. Uh, plus bonus every podcasts week. every week. <laughs> plus bonus podcasts at the end of the year, like our air and wrap up, like we did um, for you last week. Thank you for tuning in for that. If you if you missed it, it's in our archives. If you look that up, uh, and also bonus episodes in March for our March Madness uh, series that we do every year. Uh, but we're back to regular shows now. This is the first regular show of the year 2020, as today is Thursday. January 2nd, 2020. It is quite an accomplishment that we are here um, bringing this to you. Yeah. If you're uh, curious about what the Media Boat Podcast is, I am, if this is your first time I am very curious. That is someone's Boat phone Podcast. going off because they are subscribed to us. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can't... Uh, you, we, the Media Boat Podcast, is a podcast that brings you news and thoughts about movies, television... Music and video games. Oh, exactly in that order. You did it in that order. Uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. Um, we've been doing this for over 200 episodes now. So, welcome for finding us if this is your first time. If it's not your first time, thank you for staying with us. Yeah. We hope you we entertain you enough that you will continue to listen to more episodes. And you know what? I've heard everyone remembers their first time. Yes, everyone's first time is special. Yeah. That's why we always introduce ourselves, because <laughs> it could be anyone's first time. Anyway, uh, but there's all, another first on its way. The first segment, which of course is movies. And we only start the movie section with the weekend box office number. All right, so what is the low, low number one going to be this week? Uh, well, not as low as you'd imagine. Uh, number one, of course, is a holdover from last week, as you might imagine. Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker is your number one movie again. $72 million, though, which is, I read, a 59% drop, mm -hmm. which is larger than people imagined it would be. Uh, that's about in line with a normal summer movie drop. Sure. About 60%. But in this case, Star Wars, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, not a normal. Uh, so that one is sitting at $362 million uh, domestic right now, which is still pretty good. Because it's a Star Wars movie. Because it's a Star Wars film. However, this is currently on track to be the lowest grossing Star Wars of the trilogies. Of this trilogy. Yes. Uh, number two, coming in right behind it, Jumanji 2, the next level, $35 million. That's at 175 uh, domestic. Pretty good. Yep. Um, yeah, Sony knows. Yeah. Sony's got that hit there. You know, they know where their checks are written, are, are signed. Yep, straight to Dwayne Johnson's bank account. Yep. Number three, uh, Frozen 2, uh, hanging in there, $16 million, adding to a $421 million total. One of the biggest hmm. uh, grossing movies of the year at the very end of the year. Who would have hmm. guessed? Hmm. Of course, uh, Disney would have, because it's obvious. Because it's obvious. <laughs> huh, huh, huh. Number four, Little hmm. Women, hmm. the Greta Gerwig Little Women, uh, coming in at 
with $16 million. Uh, that's sitting at 29 right now, domestic, thanks to the holiday... Uh, the holiday uh, Very nice. Family Out boost. of all the new releases, that is the highest one to uh, hit. Yeah, and I, I foresee that one probably uh, continuing to stick around the top five through, uh, through January, considering it will probably have some awards buzz towards the end of the month. Some Greta Gerwig awards buzz? I would not be surprised if this is a Oscar favorite this year. Okay. Uh, number five, rounding out your top five, Spies in Disguise. Uh, $13 million. That's at $22 million. Something for the kids. Uh, some counter-programming there. Yep, counter-programming Will Smith and a Pigeon with Tom Holland. Everyone's favorite Spider-Man and the Genie teaming up in an animated film. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, you know, five. Yeah, and you know what I just realized? What? I referenced uh, Dwayne Johnson without calling him The Rock. Have we hit that, that We've gotten yet? there. Yeah, I think we've we got that? there. I without calling him Dwayne The Rock Johnson? It's just yeah. Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, I think yeah. we're there. Okay. 2020, the year we stopped calling him The Rock. <laughs> it happened, finally. <laughs> All right. What about this week? Can you believe it? There's one new movie coming out this weekend. Um, Asterisk. There's one movie coming out this week and several others that were coming out that got released on Christmas. Yeah. Like uh, Just Mercy, but yeah. it's getting a wider release. So, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about those in a second. But, yes, uh, The Grudge. Which Grudge? The New Grudge. There's a New Grudge? The, gr- the New Grudge. Who Current, is holding this the one? The Grudge 2020. The Grudge 2020? Who's holding this grudge? I don't know. Uh, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> that's all I know. That's all I know about this grudge is that it is another grudge, and it is the one that's released this year. All right. So, grudge the... Did they ever do a reboot for it? No, they did it for The Ring. Yeah, no, you're thinking they, The Ring. They rebooted The Ring. But anyway, um, those are that's your one new release this weekend. But then, like you said, um, some movies will be going li- uh, wide next week, which we'll talk about next week. Yep. All right, that's it. So, uh, let's go into movie news, unless you've seen a movie. Um, I was supposed to. I did not. Uh, we didn't end up going seeing any movies last weekend. I was supposed to see Marriage Story. I'm still supposed to see Marriage Story <laughs> at on some Netflix, time. You have no excuse. Oh, I have excuse. Sure. There's a switch in front of me now. Yeah, that's a pretty good excuse. <laughs> it's pretty good excuse. It's pretty good excuse. Uh, but, um, no, expect Star Wars to hold over again for another, what, $30 million? Yeah, probably. $35 million? But we'll get there next week. First up, we have movie news for you here. All Our right. first story takes us to the movie adaptation of a Broadway favorite. No. All right, let's talk about not cats. cats. But cats. <laughs> Actually, this is a sideways story that involves cats. It does cats. involve cats, but uh, uh, this is the story of the film adaptation of Wicked. So you know what's good about having a podcast for five years? Is that we get to see payoffs for stories from years ago. Exactly. And one of our first stories back in 2016 was about Wicked getting a film adaptation. You have a better memory than I do, sir. Well, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Warner Brothers had even planned on releasing that Wicked in 2019. Mm-hmm. But they moved it from the release date of December 20th to put cats there instead. <gasps> How dare they? Recently, the tweet initially announcing the movie in 2016, uh, the movie Wicked, mm-hmm. uh, resurfaced and fans are even more ready for this movie now than ever before. Cats, by the way, had a $95 million budget, but only made $6.5 million its opening weekend. It's on track to lose $70 yes. million dollars by the time it 
leaves uh, I theaters. I saw that. The new release date was set for almost two years later on December 22nd, 2021. So there's still a long way to go for Wicked, unfortunately, for the fans. I feel like this is an executive call where they had, here's Cats, the long-running musical that has over $100 million in uh, Broadway box office. Yes. And here's Wicked, the new thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably, they they were risk-averse. They probably believed at the time that it made more sense to do something that's more familiar to audiences. Not saying that Wicked is not familiar, but you're right. It's like they thought, like, oh, well, it's... It's been around for nearly 30 years. Like, people are going to care more. Now, here's me playing conspiracy theorist devil's advocate. Okay. Do you remember about two years ago when Oz the Great and Powerful came out? Oh, yeah, and bombed? Yes. There may have been, you might be right, there may have been some sort of residual worry about Wizard of Oz-related properties. Well, not only that, but you remember in, I don't know if you saw that film. No. But in that film, it gave a backstory to the Wicked Witch of the West within it. Yeah. And seeing as that is basically what Wicked is. Yeah, but it's different. It is different, but seeing as that came out first, people will see that and be like confused. I can see them being confused. Like, I thought that film would reference this film because Wizard of Oz, not realizing, most people not realizing, oh, it's the Broadway version, not this adaptation yeah but anyway um it is what it is it is so we'll probably wait for you know two years for wicked yeah maybe adina menzel will be free to reprise her role (laughs) no (laughs) i'm gonna say probably not no this is how she gets that oscar (laughs) yeah all right let's move on to our second story here all right there are knights there are new knights in the realms Okay, so the realms of the British rounds half circle. Sure. Yes. Round table pizza. Yes. Etc. Uh, yeah, right. new knights were knighted. Queen Elizabeth II has knighted three distinguished Brits in a New Year's ceremony. All right, who joins the ranks of Sir Cole? Sir Steve McQueen. Not that Steve McQueen. No, no. This is director Steve yes. McQueen. Uh, Sir Sam Mendes. Also director Sir Mendes. Sir Sam. Is that Sir Sam Mendes? Yes. Okay, Sir Sam. And Dame Olivia Newton-John. Hmm, that's interesting. Joins the ranks of Dame Judi Dench? Yeah. Oh, we have to call her Dame Olivia Newton-John now? Yeah, Dame Newton-John. Sam Mendes is being recognized for services to drama, especially with his new film 1917, Getting Serious Oscar Talk. Olivia Newton-John, meanwhile, was awarded a damehood for her services to charity and cancer research, along with her iconic entertainment career, of course. Mm-hmm. Steve McQueen, whose critically acclaimed work includes the film Shame, 12 Years a Slave, and most recently the 2018 film Widows, was recognized for services for film. Also, Sam Mendes did some Bond films, so that could yeah. also be... Yeah, Bond is a British icon. <laughs> I know, I mean, yes, that's, that's a, probably the real story. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, those are your stories. We we have new knights to call sirs around. Yeah, more sirs. Yeah, more sirs. All right, that's it for movie news. Yeah, slow week for movie news. Moving in to television, and we always start television with the sports corner. Da, da, bulls. Da, da, there were bulls. Yes, the Cheez-It Bowl was this past weekend. But more importantly, there was the Rose Bowl. Yes, the iconic Rose Bowl for On the one hundred and no, the it was like the one hundred twenty-sixth. 
Rose Parade, but only the 87th Rose Bowl. It's been a lot. It's been a lot, yes. Uh, but yes, Oregon won over Wisconsin. In a very tight and close match, which Wisconsin should have won. <laughs> uh, but they just made just one too many mistakes. Yep. Also, in case you're wondering about the game that actually matters, National Championship game is decided between, it will be between, LSU and Clemson. Yes, that was played this past Saturday. And LSU versus Clemson, the game is on Monday. This upcoming Monday, I believe. Uh, LSU is the clear favorite, according to Vegas odds, because they do have Heisman winner Joe Burrows. That being said, (laughs) I plan LSU to lose because of the Heisman curse. Yeah. Uh, That being only one player has ever won a national championship with the Heisman in like the past six years or so. Yeah. But if you're more of a hockey person... Uh, which I am on the side. Uh, Dallas won the Winter Classic over Nashville. Yeah, The Winter Classic being the one that's outside, right? Yes, yeah, so this is the one that was outside in uh, Texas. Which stadium was it? Was it Ar- Arlington Stadium? I don't think it was Dallas, but... I don't know. I, like, I don't think it was like actually Jerry World. Yeah. It might have been. Who can say? Um, if only I had some written down notes on yeah, this. Only. If only. If only. That's it. Unless there's anything else you want to add to sports before we move on. Well, we can move on because our first story is a sports story. Well, what do you know? It is a slow news week. Our first story does take us into the world of the NFL. There are new NFL head coaching jobs available following the end of the regular season because of what we apparently call Black Monday. Yes, it is affectionately called Black Monday. The Monday after week 16, where head coaches get fired. Browns, the Giants, the Panthers, and Washington are all getting new head coaches for the 2020 season. <laughs> and Washington. That's what, that's what I'm calling. That's what you call. That's what I call them. They're the Washingtons. They're Washington. <laughs> Washington's football team. Was- the football team in Washington. Yes, the football team in Washington. Yes. Uh, they are all getting new head coaches for 2020, while Cowboys... Jason Garrett has his contract expiring on the 15th. Yes, he is supposed <laughs> to lose his job, seeing as the Cowboys have yeah. like paid out a lot for Zeke and Dak and still missed the playoffs, and they also lost to the Eagles in order to miss the playoffs, which just stings even more. I bet. But, uh, yeah, uh, former Panthers coast, coast, coach Ron Rivera is expected to be the new head coach for Washington. The Jets, Lions, and Falcons were on the hot seat near the end of this year, but did enough to stay off execution. Uh, yeah, they came out and announced that those three teams' head coaches will return. Yeah. Um, seeing as they... <laughs> will had, return, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, it is. In 2020. It is will return, seeing as they had a lot of injuries involved in both those teams yeah. and a lot of um, missteps, but have promising quarterbacks, so they're... Yeah. Keeping their odds open and That's not nothing. immediately taking out a head coach and putting in a new whole system for them to learn. Yeah. It is a tough curve when you do that. Tough. Um, that being said, Ron Rivera is officially um, the head, new head coach of the Washington Redskins. That was announced yeah. uh, earlier today. He's expected to bring over offensive corner Jack Del Rio, who is a legend in the game. And the Browns are looking at hiring... Um, the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, uh, Josh McDaniels. Oh. Maybe. Maybe. 
I say that with a big maybe because he was supposed to go to the Colts last year. And that didn't but happen. that didn't happen as he decided to stay in New England, supposedly on the on the rumor mill that he was promised the job of the Patriots head coaching job oh, once no. Bill Belichick leaves. And when he found out that that may not happen anytime and, soon. And then they signed bailed. Tom Brady for three more years uh-huh. and he's like, okay, maybe... It's not going to be this year. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll see if he goes anywhere and who become the new head coaches uh, for these teams. We will find out. But that is it for that story. Let's move on. Have you checked in on your friends lately? Uh, yeah, I gave them all a text on the... What is it? New Year's Day. No, uh, I, I don't mean your real-life friends. I mean your television friends. I mean the friends of Friends, the sitcom. Oh, you mean the ones who keep getting paid like $10 million a year just for residuals? Well, guess what? What? Uh, you can't watch Friends on Netflix anymore. And apparently you can't watch Friends anywhere, streaming that is. At the moment. So, Friends, of course, was removed off of Netflix on midnight of December 31st, 2019, as planned. Netflix's uh, unfriending has left the popular 90s sitcom and streaming limbo (laughs) because Friends will not be available to stream in the U.S. until the spring 2020 launch of HBO Max, which secured the exclusive domestic streaming rights to all of the episodes of the show under a five-year deal estimated to be worth $425 million. Which we reported on before. Yeah. Netflix still has Friends in territories outside the U.S., though. It's just here... You cannot watch it right now. You can't watch it streaming. You can always turn yeah. on TBS, and I'm sure it's on. Yeah. Because I feel like they owe that in perpetuity. But, yeah, that's the only way to watch Friends now. Um, they did do the classic Friends all Christmas episodes on TBS. Of course. Over the holidays, because, of course, and it was hilarious, of course. But, yeah, um, you're friendless on Netflix. Yeah, so uh, talk to your real friends. Is what my, I recommend instead of your Netflix friends. I tried calling them up, but I just went straight to, to voicemail. Uh-huh. I, I gotta get my phone checked. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. That's it for movie or television news. We're just cruising through this one. Oh yeah. Moving on to cancellations and renewals. Uh, any thoughts? Unless on TV? you have some thoughts on TV, I did not. I didn't watch anything new uh, this week. I did watch some old stuff. I'm catching up on the Cartoon Network series Craig of the Creek right now. Okay. I'm also, uh, I also saw a couple episodes of, speaking of creeks, uh, Shit's Creek, because Christy's really into it. Okay. And it seems okay. Yeah. I'm not super getting it. It's kind of dry. But it, it like, is. I see why people like it. Okay. Um, I watched some New Year's Eve shows. Oh, yeah, I mean, I watched that stuff. Um... Gronk apparently spiked. Gronk was on one of these and spiked a Lego head of Steve Harvey. Yeah, and that was basically the highlight of all of them. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, it was just basically a. It was a basic New Year's Eve party uh, of show cavalcade of shows. Post Malone had a really pink uh, outfit on, <laughs> and also my daughter went, "Oh, so that's what Post Malone is." Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, uh, that's what he is. Um, what he is. Also, he shaved, so now he has new tattoos all over his neck and oh, face. Gross. It was like, uh I freak like, because they showed a video of him, of, of like, one of his music videos, and he had the beard, and I was like, oh, that's right, you had a beard. You look weird now. 
But yeah, uh, in terms of like actual TV stuff, no. Um, Mandalorian ended on a high note, so that happened. Uh, okay. Still good. Still like it. Still enjoy it. Uh, wait for season two now. But yeah, I mean, nothing new, essentially. Yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah. Uh, speaking up. of that time of year, Bojack Horseman should be coming up soon. Soon. Uh, in, I think, a week or two. Um, also, the last four episodes of The Good Place are soon. Yes. Which is, I, I, I think they begin in February. Yeah. So, yeah, getting ready. All right, getting ready. But that's it. So, let's move on to cancellations and renewals. All right. You know, on, oh, we're at Stars, out in those stars. They've canceled Bittersweet after two seasons. I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't know what that show is, but yeah. And now we move on to Deaths, because that's it for cancellations and renewals. Deaths, first uh, up, we have Jack Sheldon, age, age 88, singer for Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, he was famous for singing Conjunction Junction and I'm Just a Bill. Those are two really good ones. <laughs> Fun fact, if you're a Simpsons fan, he also did the voice of The Amendment in their Schoolhouse Rock parody. <laughs> uh, they got the real guy. He got the actual guy. Has... That is a tight-knit circle and I'm sure they could have gotten him. Yeah. And then uh, also this week, David Stern, age 77, a former NBA commissioner. Uh, yeah, he was adamant on there not being any logos on jerseys. Oh. So much so that in solidarity, this may be an ironic coincidence, but in sol- uh, for the rest of the season, the NBA season, they'll be wearing black bands. Uh-huh. However, on most of the jerseys, because they have the logo on one of the straps, oh, yeah. they'll be covering ah, said logo. I don't know if that's intentional sad. or not, but... It probably is. No, the black band is intentional. I don't yeah. know if it... Covering up the logo oh, is or not. Maybe. Yeah, but he was very adamant of there not being any logos that when you wear your jersey, you represent the team, not right. a company. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. That's it for uh, deaths, thankfully. So we move on now to music. All right. We, uh, we have music of the 2020s here. Yeah, our first Billboard charts. All right, let's see how we charted of with the, new year. the Billboard Hot 100, your singles chart. And All I Want for Christmas is You by Third Mariah Kyrie. Week. Third week at number one. Yeah, uh, but this will probably be the last time you see it, as this will be the last week that will have the Christmas plays in it. Because speaking of Christmas plays, number two is Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree <laughs> by Brenda Lee. Yep. Number three is Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. Yep. Number four, A Holly Jolly Christmas uh-huh. by Burl Ives. It's almost like more people than ever were streaming Christmas music this year. Maybe because it's more available. Or, yeah, because more people are have memberships to streaming services mm-hmm. than ever before. But that still means that number five, Circles by Post Below. <laughs> people are still streaming that still song. around. That, around. around. Circles. Circles. Around. Uh, 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 uh. What about that album chart? All right. Your Billboard 2020 <laughs> Uh We have Fine Line by Harry Styles. Yeah, that's the uh, second album from Harry Styles, debuting at number one here. Mm-hmm. Christmas by Michael Bublé. Because it's Christmas. Mr. Bubble himself. Uh, Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial by Roddy Rich. I will not excuse you, Roddy Rich. It is the holidays. It was the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of holidays, number four, Merry Christmas by Mariah Carey. Uh-huh. And lastly, at number five, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go 
by Billie Eilish. Yep, still there. Yep, and also nothing in new releases. Not till the end of out. not till the end of the month. Uh, mid month. Mid month. So, end yeah. of the month. Mid month. All right. Next week, I believe. Moving on to music news. Music news. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about some Mariah Carey. Speaking of Mariah Carey. Speaking of Mariah Carey. On the one-year anniversary of Mariah Carey's New Year's Rockin' Eve performance uh, last year, where she lip-sang horribly <laughs> yeah. and was basically ridiculed, but, you know, somehow recovered to end up with the number one song in the end of the year. Right. Uh, the singer's Twitter account had been hacked. Yeah. A user apparently appearing to jokingly claim numerous identities and Twitter handles began tweeting from Mariah Carey's account at 3.23 p.m., posting that, quote, Eminem can hold this. And other tweets. Uh Another tweet read that. We have an explicit tag. Oh, yes, we do. (laughs) <laughs> Another tweet read that Eminem has a little. <laughs> oh, do I, do I want to use the explicit tag? Penis. Pussy and penis. <laughs> the hacker also exhorted uh, Carrie's followers to follow specific handles to get uh, to get follows back after they were done. More than fifty tweets have been posted to Carrie's. 21.4 million followers since the account was hacked. Some using the N-word, which we're not going to say. No, we're not going to say that. And referring to the Chuckling Squad, which is a hack group that was responsible for the hacking of Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey's account, uh. as well as other celebrities. At least one arrest was made in connection with the hacking of Dorsey's account. But this one still seems to be at large. Or at least Mariah Carey has her Twitter back, right? Yes, I do believe she did did get that back. Yes, but the people who did it are still out there somewhere tweeting from their beds. Mm, Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Who can say? Who can say where what they tweet from? <laughs> where they send All from? Right. Podcast Enya. Only time. <laughs> speaking of Enya. Yeah. Well, no, not speaking of Enya. <laughs> no, we do not have Enya news. No, but we have some Adele news. Uh, of sorts. Of sorts, with Taylor Swift news oh, and Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, as is the end of a decade comes end of the year stuff. It does. Yes. Otherwise. And... Uh, Adele, Taylor Swift, and Drake basically dominated the decade's top 10 albums charts, accounting for some 8 of the top 10 titles of the 2010s, according to the uh, RIAA, uh, which tweeted out several statistics on Monday from what is apparently a forthcoming decade-end report. Adele's 21 and 25 records uh-huh. topped the list at number one and number two, respectively, followed by Taylor Swift's 1989 and Red at three and four. Uh, makes Just sense. Just note that you have to get to the number four slot to finally get a letter 
in the top twelve, <laughs> top ten. That's funny. Uh, Pardon me. Yes. Uh, respectively, with Drake's views rounding out the top five, uh, Taylor Swift's "Speak Now" came in at number six, followed by the Hamilton soundtrack, <laughs> Drake's "Take Care," and Bruno Mars's "Do Wops and Hooligans." With Drake Scorpion rounding out that list. Yep. Uh, I completely forgot about Doo-Wops and Hooligans. Because yeah. that was literally at the beginning of this decade and kind of dominated and brought Bruno Mars to the forefront. Only for him to kind of like slide <laughs> away by the 2016 Except not really though, because he ended up winning an Album of the Year uh, Grammy with the album that followed that, 24 Karat Magic. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Remember? Uh, he didn't go away. No. There was more Bruno Mars to come. Why didn't he go away? Uh, why didn't you just go away, Bruno Mars? Yeah, who can say? Uh, who can <laughs> say? All right. Okay. Doing that. All right. Well, you set me up. Uh, I, I just sing it. All right. Uh, is that all we have for music news? Uh, that's all we have for music news. Wow, what a short, 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 short week. week. <laughs> But that means we get to go into video games. All right, hey, let's go right into video games. I don't have any music thoughts. I don't think you do. Um, <laughs> I did not music. think about Christmas music or regular music for that matter. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, nothing. Nope, nope, nothing. nothing, nothing. Keep going. All right, just keep powering through yeah, here. Yeah, video games. All right, video games. We have new releases. We are done with new releases. <laughs> yeah, there are no new releases until the 17th of January, so hold your video game horses. Yep. Uh, that brings us to our first music, our first video game story, Side Story. Uh, so, <laughs> a Naughty Dog has the upcoming The Last of Us Part 2 to be released yeah. in February. But, they also have the Uncharted franchise to deal with as well. Yeah. As Uncharted lost yet another director. The movie. For its film. Yeah, the movie adaptation of Uncharted. Yes. The long troubled project has been dropping directors like Nate Drake runs down scores of baddies, and Bumblebee director Travis Knight is the latest to leave the scene. Yeah. Knight is leaving the Uncharted movie due to leading man Tom Holland's conflicting film schedule on Spider Man. The third Spider Man film uh, to star Holland is slated to begin production in the summer of 2020. According to sources at Deadline, Holland is set to portray series protagonist Nathan Drake under a different director. Likewise, the project is not expected to meet its previously reported December 2020 release date. This is no surprise, as yeah. basically Sony has first dibs on anything Tom Holland does. Yeah. Uh, but this also means that this frees up the director to do something else because he's not going to have... Tom Holland to go from Spider-Man to Nathan Drake like that in a matter of like a week or a month. Yeah, no, no. I mean, the only other option is to, you know, find a different actor. Yeah. I mean, that's possible, but they want to have the, the the star power. Well... They've lost so many other... Like, I mean, this is the movie where they had Mark Wahlberg cast as... as Nathan Drake when they first mm-hmm. announced this project. Now he's cast as Nathan Drake's lovable sidekick, Sully. Right. That's where we're at in this thing, is that 
we this the cycle of this movie has lasted so long that your star aged Eight into half. the older character. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, so no, they need no. Tom Holland. Yes. Uh, also note that the Uncharted film and the Spider-Man film are both housed at Sony. Yeah. And seeing as Sony made the decision of where they want Tom Holland to be at, yeah. they put him in the surefire money-making machine that is Spider-Man. Yeah. I wonder if the deal with um, the Marvel hadn't gone as it did. I wonder if you would see, not seen this happen, and you would have had an Uncharted movie sooner. Possibly. I mean, they probably would have delayed production a year. Yeah, but still. But yeah, I think because they want to get um, the F- Spider-Man film out within this phase. Yeah. That that's why they made priority changes. It's unfortunate. Um, I think they should recast, just based on scheduling-wise. But Tom Holland is a really good pick if they want to go younger and have them yeah. in that role for years to come. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. For now, they'll focus their efforts on um, Alicia Vikander and the Tomb Raider <laughs> franchise. <laughs> why not? Hey, why not? Anyway. Uh, speaking of why not... Yeah. Why not tune in to some speed running games? Why not? It's our favorite time of the year. Our favorite of two times of the year, we should yes. say. Yes, it is. Awesome games done quick. Ba, 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 boom, boom, so, boom. if you don't know what that is, uh, some of you still might, even if you've been watching this podcast, we talk about it every year, twice every year. Twice a year. Uh, awesome games done quick is for speed running. Speedrunning is the act of playing a video game very, very, very fast to beat a world record, personal record, or just for fun. Uh, sometimes it is played by yourself, solo, and you just kind of watch one person play a game. Sometimes it's a race where multiple people are playing the same game mm-hmm. to see who can beat it the fastest. And sometimes it's a relay race where you're handing the controller off to somebody else on your team every certain uh, interval. Um, all this stuff and more happens at Awesome Games Done Quick, and it all goes to charity. People donate throughout the play, uh, throughout the gameplay, and uh, it all goes to this time uh, the the Association to Prevent Cancer. The uh, the Prevent Cancer Foundation yes. uh, is the charity, um, yeah. unlike that Susan K. Corman yeah. Foundation um, gets the benefit here um, yeah. for Awesome Games Done Quick. Uh, last year, they raised over $3 million just speed-running games and people donating games to give to charity. Uh, this is a big community. They do this twice a year. Uh, they have a lot of blocks lined up, including Mega Man blocks, Spider- Spider-Man. They have a Spider-Man uh, PS4 speed-running. Um, yeah. They do Legend of Zelda, they do a Legend of Zelda NES, SNES Relay race, yeah. Um, Super Mario Maker Two, blind speed running race, uh, as well as a lot of other classic favorites um, and more and more. Uh, some new games this year include Control and Untitled Goose Game, two basically solid hits of yeah. twenty nineteen. Yeah. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, uh, you can tune in to AGDQ this starting this Sunday. Uh, if you are curious where to find that, that's on Twitch. If you go to twitch.tv and... It'll probably that, be the first probably one. Probably <laughs> it'll be a featured, but if not featured, just search AGDQ and you'll probably find it. Oh yeah. 
Um, if you want to look at their schedule, just go to agdq.com to yep. check out their schedule there. Yep. And you can see when you want to tune in. They also post these on their YouTube page after they go live. Uh, so if there's a specific speed run you want to see get done, like a certain Pokemon speed yeah, run, yeah. which are always fun, uh, you can always uh, tune into those as well. Yeah, but so we'll be watching some of that, and we'll probably talk about some of our favorites uh, in the next couple weeks. Yep. All uh, right. That's it. With that, we have thoughts. Yeah, I do actually have some thoughts this week. I, I do have thoughts as well. Oh, well. Okay, you go first. What did you? What video game experience did you have this week? Oh, I had a Switch video game experience. Okay. So, uh, for Christmas, yes. got a Switch. Yes. Uh, as which comes with Switch, comes Switch games. Uh, uh, no, actually, it doesn't come with games. You no. You buy them separately. No, you should definitely buy your <laughs> games separately. Uh, but uh, I played Mario Party, which oh, is... Mario Party 11? Whatever this one is. I think. It's just Mario Party for the Switch. Yeah. Uh, but this is my first Mario Party ever owning and playing, and I'm just going to say there's some goddamn bullshit rules in there. Oh, yeah, no. It's <laughs> all Party. randomness. That's and Mario Party. Even though they give you mini games which rely on set of skills. That's Mario Party. It's just bullshit <laughs> to win every single mini game and then still come in last place. I've been playing Mario Party since I was nine. That's Mario Party. Have you? How many times have you actually won Mario Party though? A handful. A handful. It's okay. all random. Know, it definitely is yeah, random because I dominated every single mini game. Some people might believe, I went make you believe that that is a game of skill. It is not a game. I of went skill. eleven and zero in the mini games. Yeah. Didn't lose a thing. Yeah. And still ended up losing the game. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. That's Mario Better Party. Bullshit. Welcome to Mario Party. Well, come over and play if you want to get <laughs> see some bullshit play. Always. What else? What other Switch adventures did you have? Uh, other Switch adventures that I had. I also played. Um, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics 2020 Tokyo. Oh, how was that? That was a lot of fun. Okay. There is a story mode to it. Yeah. Um, they have the multiplayer where you can just get in and play with anyone. But they also have the story mode in it, which references back to the 1964 Tokyo Olympics. Cool. Both in story mode, and you can play the uh, like side-scrolling 2D versions, 8-bit sprites, of the Olympic Games itself. Uh as part of like one of the game modes, yeah, it's really fun and interesting. Um, I'm going through that right now. Uh, it's fun. It's giving me like a little map of the, the Tokyo City, and they give you like little insights like what each thing is and where it is like relatively located. Yeah, it's really fun and interesting. Um, definitely gonna beat this by the time the Tokyo Olympics come out because <laughs> it's the Olympics, and also I like all the insight it gives you to. Not just like the 1964 Olympics, but also the 2020 Olympics. Like, like I said, like one of the, the item cards is like, oh, the stadium's roof is built out of wood from each of like the 40 major metropolitan cities okay. in in Japan. That's like, cool. Oh, that's a close thing fact. I didn't know that. Thank you, video game, for teaching me that. So yeah, it's a fun teaching game, but also it's a sports game. It's a fun sports game. It's very competitive. Very competitive. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, I played Pokemon Sword. Of course you did. Of course you I continued did. your Pokemon adventure. I have continued my Pokemon adventure. I am five gyms in, I believe. Okay. I, just, I just beat the fairy gym. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, 
Some of these evolving things are bullshit. <laughs> I'm a far-fetched. Uh-huh. I kind of get that surfetched. I've been trying to get that surfetched. I've been trying for 25 levels to get that surfetched. Oh, no. It's fucking bullshit, because I'm thinking, okay, where's the level that's going to evolve at? The level does not exist. Uh-huh. It is a requirement to get surfetched. Yeah. Which is... You must get three critical hits <laughs> in a battle. That's funny. And my Farfetch is so powered up that he one-shots most things. So you can't... Well, I mean, you still have... Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Yes. <laughs> Where he either one-shots everything or he gets one shot. And it's just so this frustrating. the wild area. Oh, I haven't battled some heat, like overleveled Pokey. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. I had him battling a. Uh, I took him to the fairy area and had him battle uh, one of the mushrooms. Guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the mushroom does basically zero damage to me, <laughs> and I do basically zero damage to it. Yeah, so that way. So can I can do. I can spam a bunch of moves. Your yeah, possibility. Of yeah, I can it. spam a bunch of moves. But here's the thing about that: I spammed so many moves in that battle that. The mushroom guy ran out of moves. Yeah. He literally ran out of moves where he had to, <laughs> yeah, to like, struggle. struggle. Yeah. Yes. That's his only move left. And he killed himself because he hit recoil on it. It was bullshit. And out of that whole battle, I think it went through like 30 PPs. Zero critical hits. Yeah. I believe that. It was bullshit. <laughs> Other than that, I'm having a lot of fun with this game. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's yeah. a fun game. But yeah, just total utter bullshit for trying to get a surfetched. Yeah, that's uh, right. I even gave it a leak. <laughs> you took a leak. No, no, like you took a leak. Like I caught one with a leak. Then I found a leak. And I gave uh, him the leak, hoping it would up him. Yeah. No. So no, not so much. <laughs> oh, it was just utter disappointment. Oh well, you'll get there. Uh, hopefully, I get him. But the thing is, like, as soon as I'll evolve them, I'll just put them in my, uh, in my bag, in my box, and just leave them. Uh-huh. By the way, I caught over 100 Pokemon. Nice. Yeah. I send them all out to do uh, work stuff. Oh, it's yeah, great. I haven't even touched that yet. Oh, no, like, i just like, okay, here's my team I'm going to run with for, like, the next day. Everyone else, like, first fill up everything that has a requirement, and then it's, okay, like, there's these, like, school stuff. It's like, okay... You five go to this. You ten five go to this. You five yeah. go to this. Or maybe it's like ten. So it's like, here, you all do this. Just go and get better. Then, you know, just, I look it up. It's like, hey, everyone improved because I did nothing. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> but doesn't worry, I got to go get my egg back. <laughs> <laughs> go, go back to the nursery. Yes. There's like two nurseries. There's two? I'll There's two one. in the wild area. There's like one and two. Yeah. I only found one. Yeah, there's another one. Somewhere. Okay. Did you talk to the dude that's standing next to the, the nursery that uh, uh, changes the color of your uh, bike suit, bike outfit? Yes. Yeah. What type did you do? I did flying type, of course. Water. Nice. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. I'm yeah. glad you're having fun with it. Yeah, I'm having fun with it. Uh, yeah. I think that's all I've been playing. Okay. Yeah. I've uh, been playing a game. Okay, what I've been playing play? Call of Duty colon Modern Warfare. Okay, so I... Parentheses 2019. 
Correct. So I played the PvP 2 on 2 yeah. alpha version of this. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It looked great, but it was um, still felt like Modern Warfare. Yeah, well, uh, I got good news. Good news and bad news, I guess. Okay. The good news is it's probably the most I've liked a Call of Duty since Modern Warfare 2. Okay. The bad news is is that it's still that game. So if you're expecting it to do something revolutionary or do something different, it's not at all doing anything different or revolutionary. It is basically like Activision realized what their most popular variant of the Call of Duty formula had been, and it was Modern Warfare. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, let's just do that again. And so that's what they did. This game is a sequel, like might as well be a direct sequel to Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3. Like, is in that lineage, the, like, leveling up is the same, the perks it works the same, you're outfitting, you're unlocking things for your weapons and outfitting them just as you did in mm-hmm. those games. The flow of all that has not changed a lick. It is exactly the way you remembered it back in the 2000s. So is Modern Warfare perfected? Uh, yeah, I mean... Essentially. I mean, it depends on who you are. Like who, I said, some people are probably going to be like, oh, they didn't change enough, or they dropped some of the features that I liked like Black Ops last mm-hmm. year. Some people are going to probably feel that way. Me, I liked it best when it was simpler in right. the Modern Warfare kind of way, mm-hmm. and this is giving me the thing that I want. Okay. Like, it's, it's the Call of Duty game that I want to play, not like the last few years where they've done experiment after experiment and nothing really happened for me. Okay. Yeah, so I'm having a whole. I'm having a blast with that. I've, uh, I'm up to like level thirty-two. Yeah, my, my person, I'm like, I'm, I'm maining a P ninety, like P ninety, and just unlocking everything for it. I think that's what you're supposed to do. That's, yeah, it seems to be working pretty well. Uh, I have the perk that lets you do uh, have a, a back, like your backup gun is a uh, another gun instead of being a sidearm. Mm-hmm. So I have a light machine gun for backup if there's something that I need to hit at a distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing cool. pretty well, actually. Like, every once in a while, I'll be at the top of the heap on my team. So, doing okay. Okay, so you're enjoying it. Is yeah. there a story mode? You're playing so, story I mode? played about uh, three or four missions of the campaign so far. Okay. It's a Call of Duty campaign. And okay. the campaigns have never been the thing that I've liked about those games. I decided to try it just so that way I could say, you know, that I did gave it a try. Okay. And, you know, it's fine. I don't know if I'm going to if I have any desire to go back and finish it though. Storytelling is about what you'd expect for a Call of Duty game. It's not a strong suit, but no. No. it's still a story. Seems like it might be it maybe going somewhere interesting, but generally speaking, it's you know what you're getting into. It's a a action movie style war story. Okay. That's what that is. And the multiplayer is really the star. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, if you, it's been a while, and um, talking to the audience here, if it's been a while and you haven't played a Call of Duty in a while and you liked Modern Warfare, give this one a try. It might give you some uh, nostalgic feelings. Maybe wait till it goes on sale, which should be soon. Well, it was on sale. Um, yeah. The holiday sale on PSN, which is where I bought it, for thirty eight ninety nine. 
off of fifty nine ninety nine. Right. Bless you. Thank you. And um, I put I put my twenty five dollar gift card. I had I got towards that, so I paid a whole fourteen fifty nine for it, and it is worth fifteen dollars. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a lot of gameplay for fifteen dollars. All right, so a whole fifteen dollars. Yeah, it's pretty good for fifteen dollars. All right, sounds good. Yeah, that's all I played. I believe that's all we've done, right? Yeah. I think that makes we're we're done. That the first episode of season five is done. That's it. We are under an hour. Under an hour. Do not make this. Yeah, uh, this will not be a regular thing. A regular this thing. is January. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for watching the Media Book Podcast. If you liked what you saw, we will be back on Wednesdays for the rest of the year. Well, give or take. Um, yes. At six around six thirty p.m. Pacific time. If you want to watch us live, you can do so on YouTube. Just search YouTube for Media Boat Podcast. You'll find our page. Like, subscribe, comment, click the bell to get notifications when we go live. And you'll go be able to see us right when we start the show. Mm-hmm. You can if, tune in and you can chat with us. We will answer your questions yes. live. We react to live chats. Uh, but if you'd rather listen to us, say, at work or in the car, you can do that as well because we're in podcast form. You can find us in most podcast services, include Apple Podcasts. Just search Media Pod- Boat Podcast and you'll find our page. You can see our archive of four straight years of entertainment as well as our bonus episodes. Over 200 episodes. Yes. That's over 200 counting. hours. That's also, what, 300 hours you want to say? Yeah, that's a lot of hours. Close to, if not. So yeah, check that out if you want to hear more. If you want to see us on social media, Twitter, our handle is at Media Boat Cast. Facebook, search Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find our page there. Like, comment there as well, and we'll see your feedback. You can also find us playing video games every once in a while on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. Uh, you can find us on Patreon as well, and that's the best place to find us, because there you can donate. As little as a dollar a month can help us make this show even better than it already is, and we'll get you special bonus episodes that we haven't even thought of yet. Mm-hmm. Go to patreon.com slash to donate today and become a patron. And that's it. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Media World Podcast. Thank you, and have a wonderful beginning of your 2020. Yes, thank you all for tuning in to the start of Season 5. We'll be back for even more stuff. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.